Welcome to episode three of the Off the Waitlist podcast. I'm Moses Siem. Today we get a chance to sit down and talk to Sonia Spill, someone who I've known for a while. She was actually one of the first people to ever interview me for my first professional fitness gig here in Seattle at the Orange Theory Fitness in Lower Queen Anne. Really fun to get a chance to sit down and talk to her, talk about nutrition, mindset, her past, everything she's had to overcome. Really, really inspirational story. I think you guys are going to love her story, uh, love her wisdom, love her insight, and uh, she keeps it all the way real, as only Sonia knows how. So without further ado, here we go, Off the Waitlist, Episode 3. Oh my god, thank you first of all for doing this. Uh really appreciate it. Um so excited. Something something that uh, I've been doing with my guests is uh letting them introduce themselves. And basically you have 60 seconds to share your life story. And I time you. Okay. So whatever you think's important. <laughs> if, oh my gosh. If that makes okay, sense. perfect. 60 seconds. Okay, ready? Let's go. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, so my name is Sonia Spill, and I um, am an online nutrition coach, and I specialize in functional nutrition. So that just means I specialize a little bit more in how nutrition plays a major part into your hormones, your health, your thyroid, and any gut dysfunction. Um, I'm super passionate about it because I have struggled so much with it myself. I've gone through many different phases of my life of struggling with my hormones, and many different doctors told me a thousand different things, which none of them worked. And it wasn't until I really started understanding how hormones work inside of the body that I was able to fix a lot of the stuff that I had going on. And so now I'm really passionate about using those same tools and techniques and more things I've learned around the way, along the way to help my clients get to that place. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of an amazing six-year-old daughter. And I'm also a fitness enthusiast. Five seconds, four seconds, five, what? Ten, ten. ten. Oh my God, I'm stressed. <laughs> Um, I, uh, fitness enthusiast, um, personal trainer. I worked with Moses, uh, at studio three. I worked with him a long time at orange theory as well. And now I have a passion for helping other people in their health goals and fitness goals. Hey, <laughs> oh my God. It's so stressful. Stop. I know. I know. It's always stressful. Uh, you did great. Oh my God. So, so good. You got, a, you got a lot in there. Oh, I know there's pros and cons to being able to speak very fast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got a lot in there. Um, what I love about that exercise and, you know, if, if people listen to more than one episode of this podcast, which I would be very thankful for, <laughs> they, they, they're going to hear this every time someone does that. But I just love how you kind of just have to dive right in and kind of get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. It's always, I always find it interesting what people decide to share in their one minute. It's either, it's either work related or family related. And I think that that tells us a lot about who um who you are as a person so you know what this is is it's just a conversation for not only your followers to get to know you on a, and your clients to get you on to know you on a deeper level um but it's um, also a chance for uh my people to to get to follow you too so uh thank you again for taking the time out uh let's just start from the beginning like what were you like as a kid? That's what I, I love figuring out what people were like as a oh, kid. Oh man. It, it so, gives so much insight into like who we are as adults. This is always one of those really like tricky things. Um, who I was as a kid is a very interesting story. So I, I actually, um, as a young kid, was super social. Um, I was definitely like a good kid. Like I was, uh, so my sister's a little bit older and she was a little bit more wilder and, um, I don't want to say like a troubled kid, but like definitely was the one who was a little bit more troubled. I was really easy as a kid. I was like a lover, just wanted to hang out with my mama. Well, when I turned, you know, hormones hit the fan and like, you know, you turn 13, 14 and the world feels like it's against you and you go through all that. Um, I definitely turned uh, to drugs pretty quickly. Um, I got wrapped up in, and it plays a lot. I was a little bit heavier as a kid too. And I really struggled. And when I started using drugs, I started losing weight. So that kind of tied into it. 
And I just got mixed up with a wrong, the wrong crowd. So a lot of my adolescence was wrapped up in a pretty gnarly little drug addiction uh, with, with meth and heroin. Wow. That's, yeah, that is crazy. What, like, go, we, I always talk about this with that ridiculous beauty standard. It was different when we were growing up, right? Like, oh my gosh, social media wasn't a thing. So we had all of the magazines and the tabloids telling us what was beautiful. What was that like having that cycle of drugs and losing the weight and like, Yeah. So I think it was actually like, it's funny when we talk about like the media and stuff like that, because so when I was growing up and in our magazines then like that whole like um, heroin chic was really in. And I was like really into that. So like Kate Moss, I used to read like Rolling Stone magazines. So it was always like this rock star, like skinny, kind of like, like, uh, like oversized, like dress kind of being baggy, like no muscle definition. Right. And like glutes weren't a thing there. Like now it's all about like the booty and like, Booty didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You look at those same things now and you're like, this girl has no ass. You pull yeah. her in half and it looked like a chair. Um, but like just that whole lifestyle, that whole rock and roll lifestyle just really always appealed to me. And so for me, when I started using drugs in my head, I was very like Sid and Nancy, like very like rock and roll-esque in my own mind, you know, which wasn't how it actually was. But in my mind, that's how it was. You yeah, know? but you know, you create your own reality so if it's like that's your perception then yeah yeah and I definitely was more of like a rocker kid and so it's like you know that's just kind of like you know everything that it was yeah and it's when when did you start realizing that that was unhealth like an unhealthy habit wow so that actually took a long time up until like I kind of want to say up until like almost the past 10 years. So when I, once I got, you know, I turned, I, I kind of, I kind of cleaned up a little bit. I started going to hair school. I still lived very much in that like rock and roll hairstylist lifestyle. And I was at that time, I wasn't using as much drugs. I was just like drinking a lot. Um, and I was, um, pretty much like just really into working out, but it was almost like exercise bulimia mixed with actual bulimia. So I would like, anytime I was like really restrictive with my food. And then anytime I did overeat, I always would like throw up or I would just constantly be working out and starving myself. I ended up getting married to my first husband, crazy. Um, who was actually a fashion photographer. So that didn't really like help anything. (laughs) Um, I was now even more wrapped up in like the fashion industry, which just went hand in hand. And it's like, not eating, drinking a lot of coffee. Um, I was doing a lot of Coke. Like I was living in South beach. I was doing hair at a really big salon in South beach. And then on the weekends and late, late at night, I was always either in the clubs or at fashion shows, helping him or photo shoots on the weekends. So it was just kind of like very tied into that. And so everything was very normal that I was doing. Everyone was like throwing up, like not everyone, like a lot of people were kind of like, throwing up a little bit and like using a lot of Coke and like, you know, not eating, like it wasn't intermittent fasting then. It was just like, we don't eat breakfast. You know what I mean? Like we just, we don't eat breakfast. <laughs> um, it's so like, this is like really crazy. Fasting. It's like really funny. Like when I look back, like, just like, how did I even survive? I would wake up and I would eat seven raisins and then I would go do 45 minutes of running. It had to be seven seven raisins like oh but the big raisins like the golden raisins like talk about like eating disorder out of a fucking thing so i, would have I don't yeah I, I don't mean to laugh i think I, it's just the seven is so, it's it's so specific it's really specific <clears throat> so i would have like seven giant you know things like you gotta put like a limit on things <clears throat> and because i think you know what it was is like that was like a serving and mm. i think it was like so like of these giant raisins and on the back. So I was probably like, this is a serving. And I would eat one of those small Activia yogurts. You know what I mean? And then I would go do 45 minutes of cardio in the gym after doing like some Coke, you know, like that's healthy. You do a line of Coke and then go running. So it's always really into fitness. And then I would come back to the house and like eat like, you know, a hundred calorie bag of popcorn. Like that was my like life then. You know what I mean? Everything had to be like under a hundred calories a meal, which is so crazy. I was super super skinny (laughs) so so you always had this kind of tracking in you like where you're kind of oh yeah and kind of tracking your food like all um at least an awareness of counting and looking at 
Yeah, I definitely had, um, can you hear me okay? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I feel like I lost you on that last one, but I have full reception. Yeah, um, yeah, video went out, but uh, it's, it's all good because I have audio recording. So Okay, cool, yeah. Um, oh, there you are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do. I, 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 how about this? Like I always have been interested in nutrition because I struggled with my weight and, um, what, when I went to one of my treatment centers, they were concerned I had an eating disorder and I was like, no, I don't have an eating disorder. <laughs> I'm fine. But you can teach. I'm fine. I know I'm smoking meth. Like I'm a drug addict, but throwing up is something everyone does. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so I started going to nutrition classes there. They like kind of like a co-eating disorder drug addiction uh, program. And I started getting into learning more about food then. So then I kind of took the takeaways I wanted to use. And instead of hearing, this is what a serving should look like. I was like, this is a serving. It's all you get kind of mentality. You know what I mean? That's, that's cool. They, there's a space for that. I didn't know that huge space for that. In fact, um, coexisting disorders is something that you'll see a lot in just in life. So like somebody who has like high anxiety using full food or drugs like to control. Um, and you know, especially like uh, when you're getting clean, like food tastes good, it's safe. So like overeating, gaining weight, um, going out, being social, there's a lot that it kind of ties into. And for me, a lot of what was most appealing to me is that I was able to lose the weight. I grew up my parents were just compulsive overeaters and my mom was always scared we'd have an eating disorder because her family had eating disorders. So she would always be like, no, 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 eat more, eat more. She never wanted to tell us to eat less, which does the exact thing, you know what I mean? That yeah. we, for gaining weight, you know? That's, that's so fascinating to me. And I think it, I think you're a perfect mix of just raw and also knowledge from the experiences that you've gained and also the book knowledge that you've gained. Because it's one thing to hear someone who hasn't gone through the ringer tell yeah. you like, hey, you know, you should be doing A, B, and C, but to have someone who's gone through it and it's like, hey, I understand, like, I feel you, trust me, I, I feel yeah. you, I've gone through it. I think that's, I think there's so much to be spoken for that and you know that I personally love how raw you are on like your Instagram and stuff like that uh, and how and how open you are like I mean we started this pod and you just dove right in yep drug addiction yeah. <laughs> when I was young yep let's like let's let's just dive in and talk about it I I, I think that's really refreshing and I, I think your people really appreciate that openness if that makes sense yeah I think there's one thing that I, I am always an open and raw person. I mean, we know each other in real life. Like <laughs> I can kind of keep it a hundred, but also like we all go through shit. Right. And things are only as hard as I always say, like stress is perception, right? Mm -hmm. Things are only a, a, as big of a deal as we decide they are in our life. Now things can be impactful. If we lose a job, it's not like you can just be like, I'm deciding that's not a big deal, but deciding on like of, of the woe is me in life is definitely a choice. And while struggles are hard and each individual person is going to go through their unique struggles, even with weight loss or gut dysfunction or thyroid issues, or it's all the commonality of we want to be somewhere where we're not and we're trying desperately to get there. And a lot of times the things that are standing in our way are our own self-defeating behaviors. Yeah. So as a coach, it's really important for me to start to identify first what, what they have going on and then start to coach them into identifying how those things may actually be setting us back from where we want to go. For example, a lot of times it's not that you need to eat less and diet. It's that you haven't not dieted in 10 years and your body doesn't even want it anymore. Right. And yeah. so your weeks of, you know, cleanses and juice fast and this and that, it's like, they're not working because your body does not want to let that happen anymore. It's tired of it. Right. That makes it just, you know, when you hear something that just makes common sense, it's like, oh yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. But then application, right? Because right. It, everyone can hear that, but then you don't want to be the, like, it's like, okay, I need to eat more to lose weight, but then actually doing that, or what if it's not eat more to lose weight? Guess what? Newsflash, 
maybe it's just eat more and maintain your same weight. Mm -hmm. And then you got to eat more and maintain your same weight. Because I think there's this big thing on the internet now where it's like, you just need to eat more and you'll lose weight. And then people eat more and they don't lose weight and they think something's wrong. And you're like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time you need to eat more and learn to maintain weight and then you'll lose weight. It's, it's funny because that you say that because I, there's eating to be fit and then eating to be healthy. Right. And I, I, I personally think with zero like nutritional knowledge, really, I think it's, I think they're two completely different things. We have this, we have this thing where it's like, oh my God, I need these abs and I need to be shredded. But also I want to eat healthy and they're two, they look completely different. Yes. Yeah. I always talk about almost like a triangle of awareness. So if you think about a triangle and it has three points and at the top of the point, let's just say is like longevity and health. That means like I'm all the micros, all the macros, all the rich, leafy greens, perfect lab, like just feeling good. Waking up, sleep is perfect. Mm. Digestion is amazing. Cognitive, cognitive thoughts are just firing. Right. And then at the other corner, you have shredded. Like me when I was competing for my bodybuilding show, showing every single Mm. muscle, looking the part, looking ripped. And then at the other corner, you have, I'm you know, sprinting all outs. I'm super strong. My box jumps, my plyos, I'm strong and I'm fast. Mm. And those are all three different points, but you can't be at all three points at once. And normally the closer you get to one, the further you are from the other, the leaner I was in my competition, the less strength and, and stamina I had, the more, the times I was fastest in cycle and all that kind of stuff, I wasn't the leanest or the healthiest. In Mm. fact, a lot of hit training I wasn't aware was taxing my adrenals and causing my issues. And then, you know, the healthier I was, and I'm going through a cycle of this right now, of really optimizing that I'm not the leanest I've ever been. And I'm not the strongest I've ever been mm-hmm. because I'm focusing more on recovery, digestion, sleep, and hormones right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a fun journey to track if, if you have the yeah. right mindset about it. Yes. Um, I think it could be, I also think it can be, if you're not aware of that trap, it can feel like you're just in a rat race of, yeah. like, you get so much information on the internet. This is bad. <sighs> you shouldn't eat this, that, you know, uh, but it's like, wait, but someone's telling me it is good for you. Someone telling me this type of workout is good for me. And then another person's telling me that it's bad for me. And it's, it's, it can get so yeah. confusing. It, it can be. And I think the thing that you have to remember is context is everything and it depends. Mm. And those are my favorite things to tell clients. And it's really hard because I'll get a text message. And they'll be like, Hey coach, is hit training bad for me? And it's like, well, let's talk about it. Like, um, hit training can be super beneficial. There's a lot of science behind it. Um, if too much of a good thing is a bad thing in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, if you're doing hit training and you're f- training and you're also eating very low, uh, carbs, it's terrible. If you're not getting good sleep, it's terrible. It causes a lot of imbalances. Um, if you're going into HIIT training and you had, you had good carbs before, maybe even some intracarbs, like a Gatorade or something during, and you're going for agility, it's super beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. So it's like there's pros and cons, and every single person is going to be different. Unfortunately, um, a lot of times it feels best for those of us who deal with high stress because it's a quote-unquote stress relief. Unfortunately, the way that it works inside of our body is an additional stress. So I know that it's probably not something somebody wants to hear that's doing cycle five days a week, but the reality is, is it is an added stress on your body. And a lot of times you can't recover from it. So you're not going to see the progress that you want to see. It it makes sense because like your heart rate's beating fast, you're breathing heavy. like Mm -hmm. And the process in that, when that happens is your body's cortisol comes up and your body starts to do this process called basically tries to regulate your blood sugar levels because your blood sugar is dropping. Right. And your body needs energy. So it says, I need to find energy fast. I'm going to start breaking down muscle tissue to stabilize blood glucose levels. Cause I don't have enough carbs in my body. And so when you're doing cycle and you haven't had enough carbs, your body's now breaking down your lean muscle to balance everything out. You're going to start losing muscle. You're not going to be able to build muscle. And when we're losing muscle, we're turning down our metabolism. And if we're not building it and we're not recovering from our strength class, 
or we think that going into a strength training class before or after a cycle class or like, you know, the next day, it's still, you're kind of like, you're putting so much energy and effort to fight. A, a, you're like literally walking downhill, wondering why you're not going up. And you're like, I don't understand. And you're just, you're strolling downhill. And you're like, I'm so much further from the top of the mountain. And a lot of times, if we took those same hours that we're commuting and going to the gym and everything, and just worked a little bit more on like uh, reducing stress in our life and putting, you know, an, you know, an hour, two, three hours a week into our meal prep, we would be much further along. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, so going from drug addict, uh, not necessarily doing the most healthy lifestyle to all of a sudden shifting your life into what you do now. Take me through that journey from point A to where you are now. Yeah. So I got clean and sober in 2013 and I had my, I got pregnant in 2014. That obviously changed a lot Mm. for me. Um, I, I, in 2013, early 2013, I got sentenced to 26 months and I ended up doing, um, what's called a drug offender sentencing act where they were doing it for, um, people that had had, uh, drug offenses wrapped up in other charges. So I ended up getting a lot of charges. And what they said is because it's all drug related, if you want, um, we can try giving you treatment first and then you can do like the rest. Basically you do some of it in in custody and then some of it out of custody, almost like parole. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I took that option. I did six months in in jail and then I did three months in treatment. And then I did the rest of my 26 months in what's community custody. And it was then I started getting really into working out. I was really, it was kind of like my safe space, like going to the gym was like, I'm not going to get in trouble and I'm not going to use drugs. So I'm going to the gym. Like Mm. it felt healthy. Um, I was really still struggling with food and I'm not sure kind of what road to go down then because I had only come from either chronic like eating disorder behavior or using drugs. And so I wasn't sure what, how to like get myself like back to a normal place And so, um, but I was lifting and so that's like what mattered and I was sleeping and I ended up getting pregnant. Obviously my hormones were in a much better space. Um, and I had my daughter in 2015 and it was right after that, that I was, I was like managing tanning salons for a little bit. And it was after I had my daughter that I was like, I really want to move into something else. And I had this like very self-limiting belief that like nobody would hire me in their right mind because of all my felonies. And I ended up getting an interview down at Orange Theory Fitness in Lower Queen Anne in like 2015. And I started working there and um, just as like front desk and sales. And then like a lot of us had, and I slowly just worked my way up. And as I got more comfortable and confident, I started like learning more about um, nutrition and into that realm, ended up becoming a certified personal trainer and becoming a trainer with Orange Theory Fitness and then moved up into like the operation side of the thing where actually that's where we met. So mm-hmm. Yeah, for, yeah for, quite for the those, journey. For those of you who don't know, I met Sonia at the Orange Theory in Lower Queen Anne. Uh, yeah. that's where that's where I had my first official professional uh, fitness gig because I was I was for those of you who don't know, I I was doing group workouts at the park. I was actually invited to an Orange Theory workout through uh, a coach who just saw me doing workouts at the park. Uh, I don't know if you remember Amber Lee Gruger. Yeah. Uh, she invited me to a workout. Yes. I, I've known her family for so long. I had to go all the way to Mill Creek uh, just to take her workout, but yeah. I did it and it was great. I had such a good time. And she she said, hey, you should be a coach here. I think you'd be really great. So I was, okay, like, who, who do I talk to about that? So that's when she hooked me up with Rachel. And then yeah. my first interview, I, was, I remember sitting in that room with you and Rachel just sitting on the bench, not even talking about work, more talking about, hey, what kind of person are you what like what are your goals as a human you know and yeah that 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 conversation always sticks with me because I think it's I think that's such a great different way to do an interview versus like hey where do you you know how do you fit yeah. into, to this job it's stuff? really it's really cool to see a lot of the relationships that I had started during that job and a lot of the people that we had brought on and kind of like hired during those times and what they're you know how far they've come Mm. in such a short time of just having somebody believe in you and speak life into your dreams and kind of just like push you to get a little bit uncomfortable, but to grow, like 
the gene you know what i mean like yeah. it's just really cool to watch the development of like frank all i mean like yeah. all you know the whole studio three tribe it's really right. cool to like watch the growth of all those people you know sean as they started as you know maybe front desk in the same exact journey that i did mm. and then help them grow into being like an actual coach kelsey um every single one of those people you know it's like yeah. started front desk not sure of themselves and then found the confidence in fitness and that's what happened to me it absolutely changed my life um and and that you know it was a big reason of why i started wanting to go further into nutrition as well mm -hmm. uh so you took the path of doing coaching but nutrition like we talked about was always kind of this underlying yeah. passion for you even growing like like we talked about even eating seven raisins and <laughs> eating a hundred calories. So that whole tracking process, like we said, was always kind of ingrained in you. Um, what, how did you start to pull in your own philosophy as far as eating goes and nutrition goes and, and how you breathed life into your own clients? If that, if that makes any sense, yeah, what is, like, so what is your I philosophy, I guess? Yeah, I don't know that they have like a philosophy on nutrition. Um, uh, so I'll say that there's a lot of science that you, that that I think gets missed um, that I'm really big into. But there's also humans versus numbers that it also needs to take, be taken into occasion. So, um, like I think one of the biggest things is that I think a lot of people don't quite understand what food is and the nutritional values of food right like what is a calorie you know it's like calories are just energy mm -hmm. um so when we start looking at food as energy in our body and how different things will feel us with different energy values we can start making choices based on that right because who doesn't want to have the most energy right right but nobody wants to eat the most calories you know what i mean it's like yeah. okay well this is an energy expenditure so i i like to have my clients look at carbs as energy protein is recovery and then fats is balancing hormones and blood sugar. Mm. And when we start looking at that, just as like a small stepping stone and I say, okay, let's try to get a little bit of each at every meal. Like let's start with the basics. Let's start here. You know, I am not a, like, I'm not a huge meal plan person, but I, uh, and I was like no meal plans for a long time. Cause I had had so many bad experiences with meal plans. Mm. And then now I start people on meal plans. If they've never tracked before, I'll normally say like, here's a just basic guideline to help get you started and start tracking because a lot of people like don't even know where to start, you know, and it can right. be hard. So a lot of times giving them some sort of tracking or especially if it's like a hormonal case and we have to be very diligent about what we're putting into our body, I'll definitely do something a little bit more like a meal plan, but educating people on like a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, avocado toast. It's like the healthier option. Well, it's like a hundred grams of fat, you know what I mean? And and carbs you know and it's like it's not that carbs are bad it's not that fat's bad it's not that avocado toast is bad it's just if you're gonna eat a thousand calories just for breakfast on top of like one mimosa mm -hmm. when you think you're making the healthier choice you could have had an omelet or some eggs with bacon and toast and had a lot right. less calories right so when you start tracking these foods you start to see oh wow what i thought was healthy is still healthy but it has a totally different energy yeah. count than I thought that it had, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a good fat. Well, your body's not like, oh, it's a good fat, so I'm not going to store it as fat. Right. No, your body's like, it's a good fat. Thanks. Yep. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a computer. Like, yeah. There's, there's, only, and, there's only a certain <laughs> output with the input. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what does this good fat do for you? And a lot of times people are like, uh, well, it's just like a good fat. I'm like, totally. Do you know yeah. what fat does in the body? Like, do you know why you're taking it? I mean, like, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's great, but it's, it's an anti-inflammatory and it works mm -hmm. for hormones. So it's like, same thing on, you don't want to be on a low fat diet. And that's the kind of thing you'll see a little bit more like the bro meal plans, where it's like chicken, right. rice, and broccoli is it's like all very low, low fat. We don't want that either because now your hormones aren't getting what they need and right. all hormones are made from cholesterol. So it's like, it's that balance of knowing what what is your what does your body need at different times and how to fuel it yeah that could just be so overwhelming that's why having a coach yeah. is so important like yeah it's because it's like, kind of like where do you even start and yeah. every person that you follow you could follow three people on instagram and have three totally different things because like i have a friend dasha and so dasha specializes in gut health 
So mm. anything Dasha's putting out is going to be specifically in healing your gut. Mm. Now I have another friend there and it's like, she's a lot more into like hormones and adrenals. So a lot of the stuff she's going to be talking about is going to be geared towards hormone and adrenal issues. Mm. And then I have friends who do just bodybuilding. So the things they're going to talk about are going to be for strength performance. So it's kind of like, it's not that one is bad and one is right and one is wrong. It's right. like, these are three different highly qualified professionals that just have three different agendas for specifically who they're speaking to. Right. And as a coach, you have the ability to say, this person, we're doing that, that person, we're doing this, this person, we're doing that. And it's all going to be very different. But if I had, I can't write one book and then have all my clients read it and be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I, sure. I have a little ebook. It's called Harmonize Your Hormones. And if anyone wants it, shameless plug, you can message me and Absolutely. I can, it's a free ebook, but it's a basic of like, this is where you could kind of get started, but everybody's going to be different. Yeah. That's, that's, what's nice about your background is that you're so adaptable. I think, you know, like, yeah, you I've can... had literally, I've had Hashis, I've competed, I've been yeah. an under eater and overeater, a cycle, a holic. I miss it. Yeah. I say behind every type A personality is a cycle bike. Oh my gosh. I Sometimes love that. I won't even ask. I'll be talking to a client like at an intake and I'll be like, do you ride a Peloton or do you do cycle classes? And they'll be like, Peloton. They don't even ask why I ask. That's so, so funny. funny. That's so <laughs> funny. Because like if, if an athlete wants to come to you and talk about performance, you could talk about it. If someone wants to just get healthy and like get on a good nutrition plan, you could talk about it. If, if someone wants to get shredded and become a competitor, you could talk about it. That's, that's what, I think makes you so interesting and so diverse is that you could talk about all of those different levels. And so and I've been through it coming off yeah. birth control, all the things mm -hmm. like there's a lot of different things that a lot of people go through in their life. And it's like being able to relate almost to all those cycles has actually been a big blessing as mine, even though they felt like struggles during the moment, this is that yeah. perception. Yeah. Now I'm like, wow, like this is literally like, it's a hard thing to go through. But now that I've gone through it, like when I have a client going through it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Let me tell you a story about blah, blah, blah. You know, and it just helps them feel not so alone. Yeah. I think that's, that's the key is making people feel like they're not alone in, in their own personal journey. And for sure. Uh, do you get a lot of pushback being like in a kind of a male dominated industry from fitness anyway? Is oh, it, is it, yeah. is it, is it, is it what what is it what's it like being a female in your position in in your line of work specifically with like working with nutrition do you get like the guys being like oh she doesn't know what she's talking about blah 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 or like what's what's that like yes so okay so it's twofold right um well one i'm also not shredded like i i was shredded for a long time and so everyone's like you're the authority and i'm not shredded anymore my body didn't like being that shredded i had serious hormonal issues come from that i had horrible thyroid uh, i have hashimoto's and we didn't know which is a thyroid disorder and then i got seat like it's all kind of like wrapped up and my body just started putting on weight my body was like nope you're cut off and then it my focus wasn't on dieting and i was like okay i have to also live this i can't just say i gained weight now that I'm healthy, I need to lose weight again. My body wasn't feeling that either. My body was like, no. So just kind of being comfortable and sitting here and being like, okay, well, what can I work on? My strength, my, my relationship with myself, my sex hormones, my sexuality, my outlook on life. Like there's a lot of shit you can work on besides just losing weight. So for me in a mental space, I think my biggest comparison is like different coaches. Like I'm not super shredded. Like there's these coaches online that are like, buy my ebook. I have abs and an ass. You know what I mean? It's like, that's great. And they might be qualified and they might not, you know, mm -hmm. but I have had zero pushback from any guys that have ever like have been like in the industry in, a, in, in one side of things, because a lot of times once we can talk, I have held my own, you know, I have my, my own podcast with hard facts. I've been asked to speak like the physique education collective. Like, um, I've, I've been on a lot of podcasts with some of these other people, and um and like a thing or two so there um i think the place where it becomes hard is that if i'm just at the gym and somebody says something and i'm like oh blah 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 it's like the coach at the gym that i train at like who like has the most like shredded instagram-ish kind of thing like he gets a, a lot more like no one's ever like dming me to like prep uh, they here's what they do 
they'll prep with another coach first, you know, and I'll get a call and it'll be like, I'm not shitting. I have no sex drive. I'm bloated. And I did horrible at my mm. show. And I'm mm. like, cool. We're going to work together for the next year to repair all that and to get you to grow. And then we'll diet you again. And a lot of times, once we do that, we go into a much better position, Yeah. but it's hard to take somebody from a bad coach and fix them mm. and then mm. bring them into prep. So, yeah. um, and I have some really badass. there's a, there's some badass coaches too, that also work out at my gym. So this isn't like a specific, like this person versus that, depending right. on listening, but this is just like it, you know, a lot of times, and I said this in a, in a post, I think that like picking a coach based on how shredded they are is kind of like picking an OBGYN based on how many kids they have. Mm. Mm. Smart. And a lot of times people will say, oh, well, if you're shredded, obviously you can walk the walk and talk the talk. Well, there's different things like genetics, PED use, chronic dieting. Right. They probably have their own coach. And they might just be doing to what to their clients, what their coach did to them, which it's not one size fits all, which right. is why you start to see these people who have the same coach and all five people have the same program. Right. And, and it's, so. it's, it's tough because like you said, it's not one size fits all just because one thing worked for one per like that's where the homework comes in with a good coach is like, all right, we need to figure out what works for you personally you know, and, and I've personally have been in programs where it's like, wait, this doesn't make sense for what I'm trying to, I'm trying to achieve. <laughs> and yeah. so that, that coaching is so important. And, uh, how do you, how do you set something up like that? How, like, is it on, you get on a zoom call and yeah. Like, so normally with clients, the first thing I do before I even take them on as a client is I like to get on a Zoom call with my people. I don't want just an intake to come on because um, I've also been able to be blessed with being very selective of who I take on now where it's like I can spot crazy because I'm also not a mental health professional. And there's a very different space between disordered eating habits and an eating disorder. Those two very, very different things. And... Um, it's important that a person gets the right help and I'm not always the right help. Also, they might need a medical doctor. I might not. So um, I'll normally talk to somebody and also see how bought in they are because the worst thing as a coach is when you go out of your way to set something out up for somebody and they give you all of their obstacles and you set up what you think is the quote unquote perfect program and they never even open it up. Mm. It's super frustrating and it's hard, you know? And it's like, and then they're like, it's not working and you're, and I just want to be like, well, you're not trying, you know, but it's, mm -hmm. it's very different for everybody, yeah. you know, because sometimes the reason a person isn't progressing, isn't because of the coach or the plan because of their willingness to change. Right. And we can want all we want, but if we're not willing to make the changes and get uncomfortable, it's not going to happen. Like when yeah. you were waiting for me on this zoom, I was talking to a client. She's like, I just like, I want to start prep again so I can go like all in. Mm. And I'm like, we need to go all in, in your off season or else right. we're not going to look any different on stage. Right, right, if you're right. not tracking, not sleeping, not releasing, like none of that matters. Why don't we switch our mentality? And rather than going, okay, if, if we start prep, I'll give it everything I have. I'll be super dialed in. Why don't we be super dialed in right now? with sleep, recovery, lifting, eating in a surplus, and then we'll have what we need. But people don't want, it's, she's like, you're right. You know, but a lot of times it's like, it's not as sexy, it's not as cool. We don't have all the positive affirmations all the time of people yeah. being like, oh my God, you're competing or, oh my gosh, she looks so good or all the stuff, all that positive reinforcement that we need. And we, a lot of times what we had is more people being like, you shouldn't be, now we have this fucking bullshit everywhere where it's like, you should just love yourself for who you are and you shouldn't be so food focused and you shouldn't diet. And while yes, there is, I'll love, this is my favorite. I don't want to be like, I don't want to accidentally become too obsessive. And it's like, we're one week into tracking. What yeah. you are right now is laser focused on learning a new habit. It's yeah. literally like going to work, learning a new skill at work and then telling your boss, I don't want to become too obsessed with this because I've been studying this lately. It's like, no one ever says that when you go to school, if yeah. you're, go you're going to school, like don't become too obsessed with learning. It's like, yeah. this is the shit you've been putting in your body for 30 something years. You should learn it. You should take some time to learn about yeah. it. Yeah. Also like, yeah, cause there's, there's, there's levels 
You know, there's yeah, seven grapes in an activity is very different than you tracking <laughs> your macros for a week, Karen. And I what? always say that I'm like, what you're doing is you're you're literally just writing down the foods that you're eating and being mindful of the foods <laughs> that you're eating. That's very different than being obsessive. And I don't ever tell right. like, well, that's not true. There are some things I, I I don't say you can't eat this. But if I'm healing someone and we have major gut issues, mm. it's definitely like, hey, we need to cut out dairy, gluten, yeah, any tr- alcohol, sugar, anything that's going to feed that out. For Not at least a little bit. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm like, hey, no drinking for the first like two or three weeks. So as your coach, I can even see what working and what's not because drinking throws everything off Mm. and if people aren't even willing to do that i'm like you just spent x amount of money and you're not even willing to do what you we agreed upon so it's like you know i had a client i don't want to like go too much detail because it is i you know obviously like a lot of this person had was complaining that they weren't losing weight and this person is a new mom and that and her big biggest concern was like not under eating while she was breastfeeding and stuff like Mm. that and like after all was said and done, and I was like looking at food logs, it was like all this concern about like, oh, am I going to be eating the right things, you know? And it's like, I'm not losing weight. And mind you, we were down four pounds in about a month. And then it was like, I looked at food blogs and it was like alcohol every single night. Mm. And like some days, like even Burger King or McDonald's. And I'm like, okay, like we're not even close to like, our concern is like, I'm not losing weight, but we're drinking and eating McDonald's. It's like, you can't tell you, well, calories in, calories out. Mm. I'm here to tell you everyone could diet on 1200 calories in cardio, which you know, and I know is not true. Right. Right. That's, that's tough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. We're running a little short on time. I could talk to you about this forever, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do some quick hitters. All right. There's, there's levels. This is, Sorry, hold on. Let me just kind of wait till my internet comes back. Can, can you hear me okay? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me get on to a different... Yeah, I saw all that. I was like... I can hear you great. Just the image. Okay, okay, cool. Sweet, sweet. Um, all right, level one. Quick hitters. Here we go. Wait, now I lost you. Hold on. Let me get onto a different internet. Here. I'm I you I can hear you great, just okay. FYI. Okay. I, Audio. I I can't really hear you, so let's try this. Okay, let's try this. Here we go. Can okay. you hear me? Can you hear me now? I I can hear you. Check great. one, two. Great, great. I can hear you now. Perfect. All right. Level one quick hitters. Ready? Mm-hmm. Pizza or tacos? Ooh, tacos. Ooh. Damn, that's two for tacos. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Mm, yeah, I'm a dog person too. Uh, beach or nature? Beach. Ooh. Anyone who knows me knows I am always traveling to a warm, sandy beach. <laughs> well, because you said you lived in South Beach too, right? Yeah, I'm from Florida, so I'm always like trying to go anywhere where the sunshine is and there's sand. There you go. There you go. Uh, vacation or staycation? I feel like I know the answer. Vacation, unless you're the right person. That if I've had some solids, I to the guy that I'm seeing recently, we've had some dope staycations, mm. but vacations are my jam. I know staycation can be nice sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, level level two. We're moving on to level two here. Uh, what's your favorite treat meal? Ooh, I love burgers. Oof. Burgers and sushi. What's it? Where's your favorite burger place? What's your favorite burger that I need to try? Um, so Eight Ounce Burger has a really good. I think it's called the Pike or something, and it's like gorgonzola and habanero jam, and it is bomb. Damn! All right. Yeah, with some sweet tater tots. All right. Ooh. Oof. Yeah. I, I yeah, love so these good. tots. <laughs> yeah, and they have really good onion rings. Shameless plug. 
Uh, do you have any hidden talents? Um, I don't think I have any hidden talents, no. <laughs> like, no, I share all my talents. There's no, nothing. My nothing, my, nothing what you nothing see is hidden. what you get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any current uh, favorite podcasts or TV shows that you're watching or listening to? Um, so I, if you guys have not seen my unorthodox life on Netflix, it's so good. So I am Jewish. And so the woman is Jewish. Yeah. She just talks Stop. about like, yeah, like it's just a really fucking good show. Like it's great. They have like, it's actually surprisingly good. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's all the things that we love about reality shows, <laughs> um, but it's about a family and it's really a great story. Um, and then podcasts. So I have a new podcast. I was on for those of you who follow me. Um, I, I you all know I was on uh, the Hard Facts as a podcast I was doing for a long time, or a, a good amount, twenty something episodes. Mm. And um, we are now Sarah Ford and Meredith Pachi and I are actually doing a new podcast. We have our first episode that we're recording this week, and it's called Unnamed and Untamed. Ooh, yes, yeah, I like it. yeah, super excited. So. I'll, uh, I'll post about that when we, when we launch it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what, what did you want to be when you were, when, when you were a kid growing up? What did like? Uh, yeah. A drug addict. No, I'm sorry. A hairstylist. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. There you go. So you yeah, were living, you're, living, yeah. you're living out your dream for a little bit. So one thing about me is I've been a fearless dreamer and doer my whole life. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this and I do it. You know, love that, love that, love that. Uh, okay, ready, yeah. ready, ready for level three. Yeah, bring it. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, just hold on, mm. just like hold on. You know, I think the biggest thing that as a kid is just like not knowing the love and grace of God in my life, and like realizing that as an adult like something was seeking me and wanted me to be safe my whole i wish i would have ran more towards that direction instead of from it hmm. steep yeah. uh any short-term and long-term goals i know you said you got that new podcast coming out yeah so i actually am with um, Austin Stout, who is a, a amazing, just a wealth of knowledge. And I'm actually going to be moving into business with him. So I'll be his secondary coach in line with integrative health medicine. Um, and I'll still be taking, having my own clients, but I'll be working hand in hand with him as well. So that's oh, kind great. of a big next step. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah. he'll, so sorry, you, you cut out just for a second. You'll be working together doing yeah, so he has a he's basically tapped out right now. So I'll be coming on board as a second coach. So new oh, people great. coming on board, I'll work with him and that yeah, like a co-coach, which will be really really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's just a for me, it's the ne a next step in education. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. If you if you could change one thing in the fitness industry, what would it be? I think um, more people like a deeper level of certification. Or qualified for qualification for all of it for group, for group fitness for personal training for nutrition just more more education needed i think when we're talking about people's bodies i think it's a three-month course is a little it's it is a little easy yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah that's it's eight years for to be a physical therapist yeah we're sitting 30 people in a room at with form yeah so that's that's pretty kind of intent, intense to think about. Um, yeah. Uh, what's your what's your why? Oh, my daughter. Mm. How sure. old? Is, I just how, wanted to how be old is she now? Six. She just started Dang. school today. I am not a big crier. I actually always joke with my boyfriend because he's like very like he's he's like a Leo and he's just like a, a good communicator. He's like a little bit more like the. Uh, like in touch with your emotion side and mm. stuff like that and it's awesome but like i like cried dust you know i'm just like the opposite and like today i swear <laughs> a little bit i was like oh my i cried God. dust you said i cried dust oh i'm my. so like you know i'm like uh, but all right whatever whatever yep. whatever you know <laughs> some things touch the heart and i can yeah. imagine first day of school that would do it yep i 
I know. She looked yeah. at me. She goes, mommy, what, what if I'm not good at school? And I was like, oh my God, it's just watching your child's oh. fears and just wishing that you could remove those from them. It's like yeah. oh. the hardest, you know? Dang. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two part question coming up. Who would you like to hear on off the waitlist podcast and how can you help them get on to the show? Who would I like to hear and how can I help them get on the show? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, so I, are, are local or? Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to tell be you. My friend Meredith is awesome. Um, she went through menopause in her 20s and um, in 20s into 30s. And just her whole story and her outlook and how she works with her clients is like amazing. Obviously, like I'm a big, she's just an awesome person. And I can, you just drop me a DM and I can connect you. There you go. What's her name? Meredith, what's her last Pachi. name? Pachi, P-A-C-I. P-A-C-I? Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Yeah. Just adding cool. to the list of people. Um, and before we get off, first of all, thank you so much again for your time uh, yeah. just away from your clients and all, all that. Um, let people know where they can find you, where they can get linked up with you, all that jazz, a shameless plug, but not really because I'm forcing you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously there's a link, you know, in Instagram at Sonia Spill, S-O-N-I-A-S-P-I-1-L. Um, and you can, there's a link to fill out a consultation form and book a free zoom call with me. And, um, and then also you can always, uh, fill out the consultation form or DM me to join, um, the Facebook group and get the free hormone, um, harmonize your hormones ebook. Um, the body is also my website, but I haven't updated it in forever because people don't use websites anymore. Really. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much just an Instagram. So you can find me there. I'm also on Facebook. So just drop me a message. If you guys have any questions or just want to chat, I'm always open for questions. Like that's one thing like I, I'm, I'm pretty responsive with is if you have questions about stuff, you know, like it's just one person's, in, you know, input on a situation, but might be useful to you. So, so let me know. Absolutely. Oh, thank you cool. so much for coming yeah. on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll Absolutely. See you soon. Be sure you check out all of her content. She's dope. Uh, again, thank you so much. And we will talk again soon. For sure. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.